Hello and welcome to the Exceptional Scrum Master Podcast. My name is Yinka and I am your online Agile coach. This podcast is designed to help you understand all things Agile, help you land your dream job, and help you succeed in your role as a Scrum Master. So if you're an aspiring Scrum Master or you're relatively new to the concept of Agile, then this podcast is what you want to be keeping up with. All right, guys, so let's get started. So in today's episode, I want to share techniques for effective product backlog management. Now, you know that as a Scrum Master, you remain accountable for so many things and you are there to serve your product owner. If you go back to the Scrum Guide, if you do remember, you will know that you serve the product owner in so many ways. And one of the ways that you do that is to help find techniques for effective product backlog management. The product backlog is super important and it's like the foundation of the work that we do. Once we're able to get our product backlog in a right shape, we are on track for delivering an amazing product or service. So you have a big role to play as a Scrum Master to ensure that your product owner knows exactly what to do when it comes to managing that product backlog. So what I'm going to do here today is share some tips and techniques so that you can be equipped with the toolkit you need to score big with your product owner. Now, the very first technique that I want to share with you is this. You have to ensure that your product owner has a product roadmap and understands the product vision. Everything starts with the vision. What are we trying to build, right? What is the product all about? What is our objective? What is our goal? Your product owner has to have a clear understanding of what the product vision is because it's only when your product owner understands the product vision that he or she is then able to come up with the right strategies to enable us get to that finish line. So your product owner has to have a clear understanding of that vision and needs to have a clear roadmap. So as a Scrum Master, when you join a team, this is one of the questions you want to ask. Can I have a copy of the product vision so that you also has a clear understanding of what your team is working on so that you then know how to guide them to that finish line, okay? And of course, once your product owner has a product vision, then you need to ask for a roadmap. Can I have a clear roadmap of how we intend to get to this finish line? What are the milestones that we need to reach? When should we reach this milestones? You need to have that picture. And when you ask these questions and your product owner does not have a clue is when you know that now I got work to do. I need to help you figure out how to create the roadmap so that we can have a clear picture of where we're going to, where we intend to get that, and the things that we need to do to enable us to get that, okay? So you have to ensure that your product owner has that vision and has that roadmap. Now, once there is a roadmap, your next step will then be, how then do we break this roadmap into smaller chunks of work that we cannot build up tasks and stories and whatever it is that we need to keep in our product backlog? And then that brings me to the next point where you need to ensure that your product owner understands MVP, that is minimum viable product. In Agile, we work in a very different way. We work in ways where we're so focused on what is so important to this customer. Because at the end of the day, we know that everything is not important to the customer. Even using you as an example, you have a cell phone. Even though you like to have the likes of the iPhone and Samsung, and you like the features that these phones have, 
you do not make use of every feature. Some features are more important than orders. And same thing applies to every product and service out there. There are things that we consider highly valuable and there are other things that are not so much. So as a product owner, you need to know what is super valuable to my customer? What is that big win that I can have with my customer right away? And then having and understanding the MVP as a concept helps a product owner know and understand minimum viable product, which means the minimum thing that I can build right now that is super valuable and I can release into the hands of the customer. Your PO needs to know that. And if your PO doesn't know that, you need to know that so that you can then teach your PO and coach your PO on understanding this concept. Now, the next technique that I'd like to share with you is this. Your product owner needs to know how to prioritize, right? There is no way we can get to the concept of MVP if we do not know how to prioritize. We need to be able to know how to prioritize the work that comes first. So your product owner needs to be equipped with the various techniques out there when it comes to prioritization. Now that is going to be another topic in itself because there are several techniques when it comes to prioritization. And I'm sure in the nearest future, I will create a video and a podcast for you. So don't worry, we'll talk about it. But just for now, understand that your PO needs to understand and know how to prioritize. So if your PO doesn't know how to prioritize, you need to know how to prioritize so that you can then teach your PO how to prioritize. Remember, that is why you are a scrum master. You're a master of scrum. You're a master of the process. And we both know that it's much more than scrum. You're not just a master of scrum. You're basically a master of agile. You understand everything agile. And that's why the organization has employed you so that you can then help them become agile in their way of working. So there is a whole lot of work for you to do. This role is not just one simple role where you think that it's all about the events, the ceremonies, you know, the roles and all that kind of stuff. There is so much more to it. And so when the scrum guide talks about you understanding the value, the principles and the practices, that is a whole lot in those three words. There is a whole lot for you to know, a whole lot for you to learn, a whole lot for you to teach and coach your team, your product owner and your organization at large. Now, when it comes to product backlog management, your PO also needs to understand the concept of user stories because that's how we write requirements in Agile. So your product owner needs to really understand all things user stories. Your product owner needs to understand that when it comes to the backlog, user stories that are ready to be worked on needs to be estimated. And so you need to teach your team how to estimate because that's the responsibility of the team. And so once the team understands how to estimate, all the PO that needs to do is to ensure that those stories have been pulled on top. So if the PO has the next priority that he or she wants us to work on, those set of user stories should then be on top of the backlog. When it comes to the backlog, all the stories at the top need to have enough detail because these are the stories that we'll we will be working on as a team. And so they need to be estimated. They need to have been broken down into smaller chunks. The team needs to be on the same stage when it comes to understanding what needs to be done to turn that user story into an increment. And so you need to ensure that your product owner understands the concept of user stories, needs to understand how they work, needs to understand the need for them to be estimated. So that even if the team 
doesn't estimate work or maybe things are not done correctly, the product owner can also put the team on track. And at the end of the day, it makes life a whole lot easier for you because then you have coached every member of your team to know how to do the right thing per time. Now, another technique I like to share with you is the epic story task relationship. Your product owner needs to understand what an epic is, needs to understand what a user story is, and also needs to understand what a task is, right? Epics are big user stories. So your product owner, when interpreting features or milestones, those could be represented in form of epics, and your product owner needs to understand that any big chunk of work that has multiple parts to it can definitely not be a story, okay? And obviously, with the help of the team, the product owner is also going to gain more understanding because by the time the product owner presents that work to the team and the team kind of estimates how long it will get done. If it does not fit within the cadence of the sprint, then that's too big and it needs to be further broken down. So you need to coach your product owner into understanding the concept of an epic or user story and a task. So basically, when your product owner is trying to plan and prepare for the sprint, he or she needs to understand that stories are the things that I need to pull and make available for the team to then work on and further estimate. And I need to understand how to break down my work into manageable chunks so that it's easy for my team to get those stories and turn them into increments. That is your responsibility. Your team and your product owner need to understand all of this concept, how to estimate and how to split user stories. Now, also another technique I like to share with you is this. It's good practice for your product owner to have three sprints worth of work prioritized. Now, this has many benefits ranging from the fact that the team has a better picture of the work that is coming ahead also, once we're able to prioritize the work that needs to be done for about two to three sprints, then it's easier for us to know whether we have dependencies that we need to take care of right now or whether we have risk that we need to take care of right now. If we do not spend the time breaking down the work into smaller chunks, it becomes much difficult for us to manage unknown risk that come at us unexpectedly because then we have very short time to respond to this risk. So once your product owner gets into the habit of breaking down work into smaller chunks, then life gets really easy because one, we're able to see the big picture, Two, we're able to see unknown risk. We're able to better plan for dependencies. Now, another technique that you need to be able to coach your team and coach your product owner is teaching your product owner how to write user stories. Now, remember I spoke about your product owner understanding the epic story and task relationship. Your product owner actually needs to also understand how to write user stories. Because if your product owner does not know how to write user stories, life gets much more difficult because now stories are not gonna be written properly and then every time we have to meet as a team, then we're gonna have to spend extra time trying to break down that work if it's too big extra time trying to add details and it's just extra work that is not needed. And remember that you are responsible for ensuring that your team is productive and effective. And you have to ensure that they are making the best use of their time at every given point in time. And so teaching your product owner ahead of the game, understanding how to write user stories, you know, what are the criteria for writing a good user stories? Making your product owner understand this concept makes life a whole lot easier, not just for your product owner, but for you, yourself. So it's good for you to get that on ahead of time. Teach your product owner what needs to be thought so that life is easy for everyone. Now, you should also coach your product owner when it comes to, you know, how to also manage the work. 
you have to coach your product owner to understand that the team pulls in the work. So you are responsible for the what as a product owner. This is what you want us to work on as a team. Now, the team is responsible for the how. So if you say that for this sprint, I want to achieve X, Y, Z. The team needs to be able to tell you if that is possible, given, you know, the time frame, the risk, the dependencies and whatever situation may be available at that point in time. You are not the one to push work to the team. The team pulls in work based on your own priority. So what you have to do as a product owner is tell us what is important to you and then we will pull in the work that is needed for us to get to that finish line. And if we feel that this priority that you have is somewhat big and we might not be able to achieve everything, given that we work in two weeks then as a product owner, you are going to have to, you know, replan, regroup and break down some work to be able to see what value you still can achieve within that given period of time. So make sure that you teach your product owner that Agile is a pull system. We don't push work to the team. We share our priorities with the team and then they pull work, giving into factors like their velocity and their capacity at every point in time. So ensure that your product owner understands this concept so that she then or he can manage the backlog effectively. Also, another technique I'd like to introduce to you is this. You need to be able to coach your product owner to communicate with stakeholders regularly, frequently meet with them, understand how, how the market is changing, how that is going to change the product that we're building, and ensure that your product owner is taking in every feedback to then update the backlog. The backlog is not a static backlog. We always have to update the backlog. We have to review the backlog on a regular basis. We need to add details. We need to take things out. So we always have to update that backlog. But the product owner does not do that in isolation. You have to do that working with your stakeholders, working with your customers, working with the team to keep that backlog updated. Now, something else that you need to know so that you can then coach your product owner is this. Stories that are no longer needed should be deleted from the backlog because you want to ensure that that backlog is kept to a manageable size. So the backlog is not a dumping ground for everything. It's a place where we put in the requirements needed for us to achieve a goal. So you have to ensure that at any point in time, if this requirement is not going to get us to that finish line, then we need to delete it from the backlog. So always ensure that the product owner takes time to make sure that that backlog is healthy by going through the stories, going through the epics to ensure that the stories and the epics that remain in that backlog are important. You know, it's what we still need to work on or things that we intend to work on. Also, another thing that I probably should have stated much earlier is this. Your product owner needs to have one source of truth for that backlog. I've seen situations where a product owner will have backlog in multiple places, on Excel sheets, on a tool, on PowerPoints, just scattered all over the place. When it comes to a product backlog, we need a single source of truth. We have to pull over all of our requirements into one place. It doesn't matter whether you use Excel or you use a tool out there. Just ensure that our backlog is in one place where we can always come to it and know that this is the source of truth. So make sure that regardless of how we intend to keep the backlog, we have one place that everyone can go to. It's transparent. Everyone knows how to get there and everyone understands how things are written and how things are laid out in that backlog. Also, another thing that helps us when it comes to, you know, managing our backlog effectively is to ensure that we have 
refinement sessions or grooming sessions on a regular cadence. We need to create that time where we actually dedicate the required hours into refining the work, into breaking down the work, into cleaning down the work. So we have to create that time. I've seen situations where sometimes teams are refining just once a month. It's too far apart where you are not able to manage your risk. You're not able to manage your dependencies. You're not able to keep your backlog updated. You're not able to keep it clean. You have to choose a regular cadence. So if you work on a two week sprint, then find the time that works best for the team. If it's once per week, if it's twice per, per week, if it's once a sprint, but make sure that the time is sufficient enough for us to be able to achieve you know, many of the things that I've discussed today, where we're able to have three sprints worth of work, where, you know, we're able to prioritize enough work, where we're able to estimate enough work, where we even have sufficient work to actually work on. Because there are situations that I've seen where the backlog doesn't even have sufficient stories and the team are left wondering on the next thing to do. So there are so many things you have to do as a scrum master to ensure that your product owner has all the tools and skill set necessary to be successful in their role and the responsibility remains on you to ensure that you keep finding those techniques, refining the techniques, finding better ways for your product owner to manage their backlog effectively. Now I'm sure I probably have spent quite a number of time on this um, episode and I always like to keep my episode short so thank you so much once again for tuning in with me. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for all that you do. I always see, you know, your messages, your comments, your emails. Thank you so much for supporting this podcast. I appreciate you all so much. Please don't forget to share. Don't forget to like. Don't forget to leave a review, you know, on the Apple store, on the Google store or podcast, whatever they call it, you know, um, please help us because um, it really helps when it comes to, you know, more people getting to listen to the podcast. Thank you so much for all the help that you give. I appreciate every one of you. You give me the reasons to always wake up every morning to recreate another episode for you. Thank you so much for always listening. I cannot wait to catch you next time. Bye for now.